The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hmm? Ah! Hey everybody, I'm Rima. I'm Wendy. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the Netflix show Ozark. Today we are talking about season four, episode 12, Trouble the Water. What are your overall thoughts about this episode? This was... This was emotional. It was very emotional, and I really just want to watch them all now. I know. I'm really ready to finish <laughs> this, and I can't wait to see what happens. Yeah, I, and I think we've said it a couple of times. I feel like I'm repeating myself, you know, a lot of setup, but man, I feel like things are really getting ready to crash and burn, mm -hmm. and definitely not in a good way. I'm not really feeling great about some of our characters I think a lot of them are getting ready to to kind of get their comeuppance based on all of their decisions. And uh, the tension on Wendy and Marty is really mounting on all sides. Yeah. And that's how I felt. I felt tense and stressed, and I really want to plow through the rest of these episodes. It's becoming harder and harder. But, I mean, I am looking at being finished in a couple days, so that's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah, I know that after we record this one, of course, what we traditionally do here when we are covering a streaming show, we after typically after recording, we're off running to the next. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, we got that one out of the way. Now we can watch the next one. So I, I know that's definitely on my mm -hmm. agenda for the evening after we wrap here is to watch the next one because it was, again, like we often say, it was extremely difficult not to watch. And it's going to be really hard knowing, watching like the penultimate episode, episode 13, the next one that we're going to be covering um, without moving on to the finale. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's, but it's okay. It's okay. We're, we're kind of doubling up a little bit this week. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to release them at the same time or not, but I don't know. Or not at the same time, but in the same week, I might. Mm -hmm wait um just so we've got weekly releases we'll at least get to have watched it <laughs> yeah that's what i'm excited <laughs> on about the we'll at least have watched yeah. the finale after we record on 13 this week yeah i've so. already like told my husband we are watching it tonight at, after i finish podcasting and yeah. we're watching the rest on thursday <laughs> clear your schedule that's my right man. <laughs> don't make any plans yeah. we're not leaving the house this is what we're doing I found I only had three big notes and a lot of little notes, so I don't know what that means, but 
Well, you know, there were so many things kind of tied together. I think that probably makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. But I know there's there's a lot to talk about. But as far as big points, I'm I'm with you. I think mm-hmm. I, I have some bigger points and then maybe just some smaller points or notes. But before we jump into the top three, I last time I I had forgotten to cover it until the end when we got into our notes. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the Ozark symbols. Um, that we have since that's at the beginning. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, so symbols, and feel free to chime in if you have thoughts about that. And I know it's going to be part of our points because the, the the symbols always have something to do with some sort of meaningful point in, in the episode. So we had barbed wire, a uh, pool, which took me quite some time to figure out. I didn't know. What, I was like, what is this I didn't shape figure thing? out the pool. No, I knew it was a pool, but I didn't know what it meant. I didn't see that it was referenced in the episode. It was when um, Sam was getting baptized. Okay. I don't know why I wasn't even thinking about that. Well, it, okay. I mean, I, I mean, I watched the episode, but it just took yeah. me a hot minute to correlate that that's part of the symbol was, was the pool. I uh, okay. And then uh, whiskey, which I believe had to do with Charles Wilkes and Ruth and Rachel meeting and their meeting with him mm-hmm. and how that was kind of, kind of a meaningful scenes and then a guitar yes so guitar was very sweet yeah yeah i know we'll have have much to talk about um around that so those were the symbols for this week let's go ahead and jump into our top points um i think i've went first the last couple so wendy why don't you go first this week i'll talk about the bird kids oh yeah This episode really centered on the bird kids, even though they weren't like the stars of it. I just thought it was really interesting how we start out with Jonah and Charlotte talking about their evening. They're sharing with each other because they don't (laughs) live together any longer. They're sharing with each other what they did the night before. Typical brother-sister talk. Charlotte says she drank half a bottle of wine alone and watched crap TV. And then Jonah said he had to reconcile the profit and loss for 11 Panamanian accounts before the market opened, and then he had to do his humanities homework. (laughs) So bizarre. (laughs) Yeah. And they say all of this as they are on their way to take $20,000 in cash to bail their parents out of jail. I mean, that's the childhood I had, right? Didn't we all? Didn't we all? I mean, you and I are Gen Xers, so it's <laughs> yeah. it's quite possible that yes. Yes, it is. I mean, but yeah, there was definitely a little bit of a, a flip of the script a little there where Jonah and Charlotte were more of like the parents on their way to bail their kids out of jail for having, you know, um, public in talks or drinking under, you know, underage or something like that. You know, it was definitely... Had that feel to it, especially when they were in there and 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 Marty and Wendy just kind of come out and they're like kind of heads are down and they're kind of feeling <laughs> shameful and and they're and just they kind of looking the back at them. Seat. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you know, like that very awkward. You know, if you've ever been in trouble, um, you know, and been in a similar situation when you're you're you know you're like the parents don't even have to say anything, right? They just give you those steely looks and and you're just like silent, thinking, oh god, I'm really going to catch hell right when mm-hmm. I get home. That's it was so interesting how they kind of flipped flipped that and kind of shows how how i think in this moment jonah and charlotte are much more mature mm-hmm. than marty and wendy they've had to be super mature yeah 
I think a lot of this episode centered around Nathan trying to either get custody of the kids or talk the kids into going with him. And they agreed to go with him. And I guess I wondered, why do you think they agreed to go with him? I mean, I can only just take some, like, a guess or two. I I wonder if a few things, if they feel it's in their best interest, in, in Charlotte and Jonah's best interests, like, would they genuinely be safer? I feel that even if they... Like, they've been told a lot. Like, what was it that the last episode, Wendy comes back and she's like, oh, well, so-and-so was just killed. You know, how they're just it's how they're mm-hmm. just kind of throwing that around just so flippantly, like it's dinner conversation. I don't know. That's just not normal. And I don't know. It, it, and it shouldn't be. So maybe they really are fearful of their lives. Maybe Charlotte thinks that it would be better for her parents if they're not there that because Wendy is so folk thinking that she has to mm-hmm. protect them all the time that if the, the kids are kind of out of the picture temporarily that Wendy and Marty can do whatever they need to do. I don't think they're actually going to get themselves out of the situation, but you know, Wendy seems to think that they're, that she's going to figure out a way to get them out clean. Right. It's what she keeps saying. Um, so maybe if they can just step aside, clear the way, I don't think that they really feel any attachment towards Nathan. He hasn't been in their lives, so I don't think it's because of that. But I am I was more curious. I can see Charlotte doing it. I was more curious about Jonah just because he seems to have a pretty good thing going with with Ruth. And I mean, will he continue to work for her if he It seemed very final when yeah. he was leaving. Yeah, it seemed like it. So, I don't know. I I, I don't know. I I I think maybe they are kind of scared in a way, thinking that it's getting close to home. Yeah. And that seems reasonable. Wyatt was an innocent bystander for the most part, and he was yeah. killed, and they know that. Yeah. By the same cartel that their parents are involved in. Right. Is that what you think? That it's because they're scared? I think they just might be done. Yeah. Just done with the whole thing, <laughs> especially after coming back from bailing out their parents. Mm-hmm. I think they might just be done and just want to escape. Yeah. And I also think Charlotte said that she was worried that her grandfather knew things and that she could keep an eye on things for Wendy and Marty. And I believe that was probably half true. I believe Charlotte is still loyal to them and loves them. I think she just wants a break. Probably does want a break. I think you're I think you're right. I think there's a little bit of all of that sprinkled into their decisions. They want a break. They want to maybe feel more safe being out of the situation. Because, yeah, you're right. You know, Wyatt and how many others have been collateral damage, you know, um, during mm-hmm. during all of this. So, yeah, I think that's a really good point. And, yeah, I think maybe it will, even though Wendy and Marty at least were saved at a point where they weren't exposed by Mel, and what he knew or had on them, but they still lost because the children decided to go off with him. But that doesn't mean that Nathan won't try to still pursue or expose Wendy for what happened with Ben. So maybe Charlotte does feel like she could kind of buffer that a little bit, maybe. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I can see being done. They're just kids, you know? <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> and I-, I thought Charlotte was like 19 or 20, but we find out in the court case, Charlotte's not even 18. Yeah, she's close. But yeah, she's still still a minor. Yeah, she's done a lot. And Jonah's 15, laundering money for 
It's just crazy. Yeah. When he says with such a straight face that he Mm -hmm. had 11 accounts, you know, that he had to get updated and before, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm just like, he's saying it in the same breath. Well, I had to launder the money in these 11 accounts and do my homework, get caught up on homework. So I was up late and I'm just thinking, (laughs) where are we? And he's smart enough that he sees the irony in all of that. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a really good point. It's actually one of mine too, notes slash points. And I'm curious why they, because I don't think I've actually heard them say, like Marty did say, you know, he's a bad man. You know, he he's not a good man. He's a bad man. You don't know whose house you're you're actually going to be under, you know, trying to talk to them. As it, he was saying it also as Wendy was walking up to her father there at the end in the court scene um, or after the court. I don't remember them actually saying and I'm curious why you think they are, have held it back. Like, why don't they just say, do you think maybe they won't believe believe it because it's Wendy saying it, but why don't they just tell the kids, Nathan used to beat the hell out of your mother when she was a kid? I agree. Why don't they do that? At this point, you have nothing to lose. You've already exposed them to much, much worse. Mm-hmm. I liked the way Marty defended her. And I, I understood that. I mean, Marty and Wendy have been married for a long time. They yeah. love each other, or they did at one point. And I'm sure that if I love somebody a lot, I'm going to be not very happy about the person who abused them growing up. Yeah. And that often makes you angrier than it actually makes the person who was abused. Because you feel, you know, you feel that they hurt someone you loved. Mm-hmm. And I thought Marty, he portrayed that really well. I got that from him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You can definitely see, like, the times that he's extremely, like, disappointed, disappointed disheartened with Wendy. And you just feel like their relationship is just barely mm-hmm. hanging on by a thread sometimes but you could definitely still see his loyalty towards her that and maybe we just haven't seen it yet because they they kind of ended it there at the at the end outside of the courthouse so who knows you know after this now that the, the kids have decided to, to move away how like once they get home because marty is very much where he doesn't really do if they're going to discuss something's going to be at home it's not going to be in public right so if he's going to berate wendy or blame her or whatever he might he might he might do i don't know that he will but it's going to be at home so maybe he's waiting to to have his say i don't know it doesn't seem marty's style to like rub it in or be like see mm-hmm. what you did you know look all of these things that you've done no that's wendy's style yeah that's wendy's <laughs> that's wendy's style maybe she'll be the one to do that yeah that's not really marty's style to do that i can't see him doing that but if he was going to do it he certainly wouldn't be doing it there so i'm i, I can see where he would at least no matter what's going on between him and Wendy, they he always tries to have that united front. He does it with the kids. Mm-hmm. He does it with like Navarro. He will always he'll he'll continue even though Wendy completely derails his plans, you know, and, right. and completely subverts what Marty is even aware of. And she's you know involving Camilla in these plans and doing these things. He still unites and pre- presents a, a united front. So I did expect um, him to do that as well. But I do think that he feels for Wendy in that moment for what she's went through. Yeah, I think nothing pits two people together like a common enemy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's what they have here. And a lot of times, like growing up, my sister used to 
treat me like crap, mm-hmm. but don't let somebody else come along and do that. <laughs> right. Then she was all over them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's a whole different thing. Um, yeah. And, you know, and it's sad because I'm like, well, maybe we should have seen it coming that something like this might happen because, you know, Marty had those moments with the kids last um, episode where he had that moment with Charlotte and he's kind of really telling her more than what she probably needed to hear. And he has that moment with Jonah, too. It felt really final. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what happens from here. That that whole scene was a, a heartbreaking scene uh, for me. And I'll, I'll expand on on your point because I want to talk about, you know, that scene with uh, Nathan and, and Wendy. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, we know that Nathan is not a good guy. He is clearly a manipulative ass. And Wendy hasn't really been forthcoming about the abuse that she faced. And the kids can't see that this whole righteous or that this whole righteous facade is an act. They can't see it. Wendy knows it. She sees it. Marty knows. It was a hard, hard scene to watch there at the end with Wendy and her father. I feel like something, you know, if you've either experienced it or witnessed it or even just watching it, it's not uncommon for abusive parents to see their adult kids and kind of mimicking and like trying to pretend like they're saving the grandkids by doing right by them. As if they had never been the abusive parent in the first place. Nathan is acting like he never did any of those things and that Wendy either made them up or, you know, or like she's exaggerating, you know, or that she was just such a bad kid that, well, he had no choice but then to discipline her in certain ways or whatever. I think that he's kind of right. I think he's doing it for the wrong reasons, but I think he, I don't know if he's really telling the truth. I, I don't know if he, I can't tell if he's telling the truth about really wanting to keep the kids safe or if he's just really wanting to get back at Wendy. I don't know. I mean, maybe he cares for his grandkids. You know, Wendy isn't wrong that the kids shouldn't be with him. I don't think he cares about them. I don't know. It's I don't think so. But I mean, who knows? And as much as what she isn't wrong that the kids shouldn't be with him because of who he is and how how he was with her when she was growing up, the kids aren't wrong for thinking he's a good option. So, I mean, it's a really tough situation, but it's sad that they they can't like Wendy has what was Jonah saying, like, you know, you can't believe anything that she says. I'm totally paraphrasing here, but he's like, you know, you're you're only saying that because she said it. And then Charlotte's like, Dad, you said that, you know, she she can't you know, she just does what she wants. Like Wendy has done all of these things to build this up in her own children that I think even if she did say, your grandfather is an abusive asshole. This is how what he did to me whenever I was a kid. I don't think they would believe her, even though it would be the truth. I think if she she told them everything and she has done that, you know, she has built that up in her, her kids where they won't believe her that she'll say anything right. in order to get what she wants that they can't even believe her anymore because she lies and and she she falsifies, she exaggerates. She, all she does is talk, as they say. And they just see a harmless old man. Right. That's what they see because they're kids. Mm-hmm. That was a heartbreaking scene, seeing Wendy kneel on the ground. They did a really great shot uh, where they had kneel, uh, Wendy kneeling on the ground and Nathan was kind of cut off, making her look like a child kind of small the way that she's begging her dad and she just like to me completely reverted back to that little girl daddy daddy please please don't do this please don't do this i know i'm hard to love and she says those exact same words back to him so painful to watch i felt for wendy in that moment i i 
cannot stand her so much of all the all the things that she has done. You know, seeing the the type of childhood that she grew up with and, and knowing that she came from that kind of home and how broken she is in that moment, thinking about her kids being taken from her when all she has said now whether or not she says it because that's what she tells everyone to to go along like I, I do this for you I do this for my families for my families keep the family together and now they're being broken apart I really felt for her in in that moment I think Ruth did too and I think Ruth I think recognized a little bit of what that relationship was like with her own father you know, if we remember, we go back and how tumultuous that relationship was with her own father and how he treated Ruth. So I think she even had a moment where she kind of felt for her. But that was a really, really tough, tough scene. So I'm just going to go right off that because that was one of yeah. my points, too. I called Absolutely. it easy to love. Just when I write Wendy off as a sociopathic, unredeemable narcissist, she pulls me back in <laughs> to feeling empathy for her. Yeah. Nathan's words in the last episode are still ringing in her ears. She tells Marty she knows she is not easy to love, which was heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Her and Marty have an exchange where they talk about the future. She wants to be with Marty in that future, but she has little expectations that he wants to be with her. He tries to explain the anger that resulted in the road rage incident, but she cuts him off and takes responsibility for it. She says, I know what that was. And she doesn't say it, but she's basically saying it was me. And that seems accurate. <laughs> <laughs> it probably was her. I mean, it was probably a, a dozen other things. Mm -hmm. But and so these two, their relationship, it's just so crazy. Like everything they've been through together in in some ways i do believe it has trauma bonded them together and that yeah. they do still care about each other they probably still love each other and they probably do see themselves together in the future i think they've been through so much they can't see it any other way for better or for worse <laughs> yeah absolutely like they've been together all this time and look at what they've been through like are they really yeah. just gonna split like right now with all of this going right. on you know that you want marty to be like leave her ass but i mean would that mm -hmm. realistically be something that you would do when you're in the middle of all of this probably not right and no one else is going to understand what they've been through or the trauma that that's caused in their lives assuming right. they get on the other side of it which is big big assumption. or end up dead Right, um, that I'm not taking yeah. any bets on. But assuming they get on the other side of that. Yeah. You have no one to share that with. You could never right. talk about that ever if you make it right. out. What they have in their life is each other and their children. Mm -hmm. That's what they have. And I wrote, although Wendy is not mother of the year, obviously. <laughs> so many reasons. The idea of losing her children to the maniac who abused her growing up is unthinkable to her. And I really thought it was interesting that Ruth was right behind Nathan and Wendy watching that terrible scene. Mm -hmm. And I thought that I wondered if Ruth, if that had an impact on Ruth, because Ruth is fully aware of what it's like to have male authoritarian members of your family abuse you. Yes, she probably has never seen that side of Wendy. I mean, I don't think any of us have really. No. I don't think so. And so I wondered where that will leave Ruth with the whole bird situation, which she still seemed mm. pretty intent on. 
getting back at them in some way. Yeah, that's a good point. So I, I'm I, I'm just dying to watch the neck. Can we just oh, get this over with? So I know. Can, can we? <laughs> sorry. Okay, guys, that's it. That's a wrap. It no. was great. <laughs> See you later. Can to wrap this one up. <laughs> and although Nathan says, I'm just, Nathan's my person to hate right now. I just yeah. can't stand him. Um, although Nathan says loudly so everyone can hear, he says, I'm not doing this to hurt you. I'm just trying to keep my grandchildren safe. But what he spits out to her, seething more quietly so no one can hear, is, I want you to stop making a fool of yourself. No one is falling for this. When I am done, they are going to know exactly what you are, and they are never coming back to you. I mean, if that's not trying to hurt her, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, and and maybe that's what's more telling, that it's it's more about getting back at Wendy and still continuing to punish her even as an adult, like she's not that little girl that he can abuse, but he's abusing her this way. He's still mm-hmm. abusing her. It's just maybe not physically, but it's this emotional mm-hmm. and, and psychological abuse. It's probably something she's experienced in her whole life. I could just think like, not that I ever abused my children, but like you're in the grocery store, you know, with your 10 year old and they're acting up and you're like, if you don't stop <laughs> doing this, you know, yes. and that's kind of what it reminded me of. And I'm betting that she's had that her whole life. Like in church, we talk like this and we're all like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in this low, seething, threatening, frightening voice you know, I'm going to talk to you about what's real. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. I just thought that at the end of the episode, we see Wendy pretty much completely broken, very similar to how she was after Ben died. I thought the ending was crazy with her cracking the windshield with her head. I wasn't expecting that at all. Uh-uh. It was very shocking to me. Yes, I, I think I physically... I know was like, I kind of jumped a little and I know I verbally was like, whoa, you know, mm-hmm. that was. It was like something you'd see in a horror movie. Yeah. with And then blood starts to trickle down her forehead and what a crazy ending. Yes, that was a really great point. I'll add to that. Just Wendy and her, her decline in this episode. And I and I just have to say, her saying, we are so close in every scene. In, I know. In this episode. I mean, if this were a drinking game, you'd be passed out. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> if, you, if you took a shot every time. it's been going on for like three episodes. We're yes. not that close, Wendy. It's really, like, we're not that close. And, I, and that's probably one of the reasons her children, and everyone, obviously, but her children especially, are just so tired of hearing because she keeps saying, we are so close. Mm-hmm. We are so close. And it's just... It's all talk because she keeps she had an out. They were offered the witness protection program. She's like, oh, uh, uh-uh, because she wants the lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, that they've, you know, become more accustomed to. She wants that power um, that she's gained throughout this time. She enjoys that. So no way is she just going to go go back to being just no one you know, in, in witness protection. So, you know, they, they could have gotten out. I don't know that the children know, knew about that offer or not, but I feel like, you know, they, they've had an out and, and she, she just 
will not do it. So she's all talk and just keeps talking about how close they are. But every time something keeps coming up where Wendy has to come up with another plan or another way out to solve this problem and put this fire out. And it's only temporary solutions. None of these are long-term solutions. I know we talked about that last week, that she's not looking at the big picture. She's not looking at the long-term or long-term effects. She's just looking at, I got to deal with this right now. I'll deal with the consequences later. And then that'll be my next problem to solve. She just keeps going from problem to problem to problem and they're just never going to get out of it so you know you can't really blame the kids uh, or marty for when they're just like we just can't with you anymore she does a lot more shifting in in this episode i have to really give it to her the scene there with nathan there at the end was amazing and the way that laura lenny again, it's like a masterclass in watching her play Wendy Bird because I love Laura Lenny. I think she's absolutely brilliant and I hope she gets all the awards for this role. You know, as much as I love her, man, she can play this character that I just hate so much. But at the same time, like you mentioned, feel empathy for her in this moment, knowing that I'm looking at her and I know I I cannot stand her and I wish someone would just off her already, but yet feel empathy for her in that moment. But then to see her like completely become unhinged there at the end and how she was able to flip her emotions when she got in the car and she just had this like stare like she was like you could have waved a hand in front of her face and i think in that moment nobody was home she's done like that's when you see the sociopath narcissist facade really crumble when they finally lose control wendy lost control in this moment uh, when her children decided to leave her and go with Nathan. When she hit her head on the window, I thought of Ben when she hit her head like that. Cause Ben did that. I, he, he didn't, he would do it like repeatedly. Right. He did it often. I and forgot I, about that. Yeah. He, he had done it a couple of times. I don't know that he did it hard enough for his head to bleed, but I remember him doing it several times and, and often. And then I think we saw it again in the heartbreaking scene in uh, this season when we saw what happened to him after Nelson had taken him in the car and he, he was kind of having his little monologue and I think he was hitting his head then too and so it very much reminded me of Ben and I wonder if you know I I feel we we know that Ben suffered from some mental illness and I feel like Nathan probably does as well so I wonder if maybe Wendy does as well I don't I don't know that yeah you don't have to have a mental illness to do what she did or anything but I, I know that she's a narcissist and I feel like nearly a sociopath but yeah, to see her lose control and to see that that whole downfall and how broken she was in that moment. I'm, again, curious to see what the fallout is. Yeah. And she's so good at keep going. Yeah. And I'm not sure she's going to be able to recover from this. I don't I don't know what's next. I don't. Yeah, I don't know, because her her whole argument was or reasoning for everything that she was doing was for her children, for her family. Mm -hmm. If her children are not there, Mm -hmm. what is she doing? Yep. Mm. Boy, oh, boy. What is your next point? My next point is Ruth. All right. Three felonies, four misdemeanors. (laughs) I thought, is that all? (laughs) What's all I can (laughs) think? All before she turned 18. Yep. 
She said the first time she was involved in the court system was when she was three years old and her father put her through somebody's pet door, assumingly to steal. Yeah. She's so earnest in this episode. She's so tickled with having a clean slate, something that most of us take for granted because we didn't have that kind of upbringing. Yeah. She's so tickled with getting a little bit of respect behind her name. And when she's talking to the judge about owning the Lazy O, we all know it's a crappy little motel. But for Ruth, it's the first thing her family has owned. Mm -hmm. And she bristles with pride when she talks about it. Yeah. It was really sweet and sincere and earnest. The judge, I think, really could see through all of that and could see that Ruth is sincere. And even though Ruth doesn't tell her 100% of the truth. <laughs> yeah, she left left a few things out. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the meaning behind her words was real. Mm -hmm. And I think the judge could see that. I liked the interaction between them. I liked the judge. I thought that was good. I mean, I'm not sure I think we should be able to erase people's criminal histories, but. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's why you have someone like a judge that reviews that and makes that final decision, I guess. You know, maybe it shouldn't happen mm -hmm. for everyone. Obviously, we know things that the judge does not. But if you mm -hmm. just look at what, what Ruth has presented, at least from the outside, not knowing what we know, she does see that most of her troubles were stemmed from her family. I mean, at three years old, I mean, you have zero choice at three years old to just do what your parents or, you know, your family makes you do. I mean, honestly, Ruth had no chance at all. Right. You know, growing up in that family, the way that those the, the men in her family, with the exception of like three and Wyatt, I think they, the, they were the only two that respected Ruth and really cared and loved for her. But like her uncles and her father were so abusive to her, I mean, it was hard to watch those early seasons for me, Ozark and Ruth's interactions with her family. I mean, it was disgusting the way that they talked to her mm -hmm. and the way that they treated her. And I'm like, this girl just never had a chance. Like, she couldn't be good if she wanted to. Right. Like, she wouldn't be allowed to, like, unless she moved way out of state or something and totally distanced herself, which, of course, having the means to do that is a whole other issue. So, I mean, this girl didn't stand a chance. And also, being in a family like that, you don't always – it's a lot harder than what people think just to pick up and leave your family like that. Even even in when you're in a, an abusive, terrible situation, it's not easy to just leave, even if you have the means and most people don't. I mean, yeah. most people gravitate towards what you know. Yeah. And the cards were stacked against her. Yeah. And she's smart enough to know that. Mm -hmm. And she's smart enough, I think, <laughs> to take <laughs> advantage of a clean slate and not see it as a, oh, well, this is my opportunity to go do other shit. <laughs> so I was really tickled for her. And at the same time... Everything made me incredibly nervous. Ruth is so close to having good things in her life. She has paid an incredibly high price to get there. Mm -hmm. I'm stealing myself for the next two episodes because I'm terrified for her. And I'm going to be really angry at this show. <laughs> yeah. If they rip this out from me. Yeah. Because I would say, like, of everybody's arc i'm most invested in ruth 
Yeah. If, if she could actually maintain a clean lifestyle, that's what I would want for her is a fresh start mm-hmm. and not that hanging over her head. Um, yep. I'm going to add to that because Ruth is one of my points too. But I want to talk a little bit about during the course of all of this, the sheriff shows up, informs her that they have arrested someone for Wyatt's murder. And of course, she perks up at that like, um, oh, yeah. And who would that be? Because <laughs> she knows who murdered uh, Wyatt and Darlene, obviously. And she has eliminated them herself and knows that, you know, obviously the... uh right person has not been arrested. She definitely makes a decision here, you know, as she's wrestling with getting a clean slate herself and kind of having that lifted off of her. She's now got something now that's weighing on her again. And that is, does she decide not to say anything knowing that an innocent person is being charged with Wyatt's murder when she knows that they didn't do it? She goes to meet this person and, you know, she knows that he doesn't do it as she's talking to him. You know, you can see how she's observing him and she's asking him this question, these questions. And I think she sees a little bit of herself in that guy. They kind of come from like the same area. Sounds like they, you know, kind of grew up in similar areas and fairly close to each other. Sounds like they grew up in similar family types, you know, sounds like. Yep. He was in trouble with his family, too, or his family was kind of trouble, similar to how, you know, the Langmores have their reputation. And he'd even heard of her family. It kind of spooked her. And I think she's weighing, like, I want to get a measure of this guy. Like, does this guy, how do I feel when I meet this guy? How do I feel about letting him take the rap for, for Wyatt's murder? She makes the decision and you could kind of see, you know, how she rationalizes her decision, kind of like how I think Wendy does sometimes, you know, because you're always like, how the hell can Wendy sleep at night knowing what some of the decisions that she makes? And I think Ruth kind of does something similar here where she chooses to deal with it by walking away and letting this guy take the rap for Wyatt's murder, you know, as she's walking away. He's like, you know, you know, I didn't do this. And she's like, well, you sure did something implying that he's done something in his life to maybe he didn't murder Wyatt, but he deserves to be in jail for something. And I think it's it's Ronnie, right? Ronnie is the cop. I think so. That new sheriff. Yeah. So I think Ronnie told her that he had a long rap sheet and it was Mm -hmm. full of weapons and theft, assault and several other things. So I don't know. I thought she could pay for his lawyer. That might be something she could do. That's what I was thinking, if she wanted to help him. But Ruth didn't set him up. No. With or without her, or with or without her killing Javi, that guy was still going to be in the same situation. Yes. They were never going to pin Javi for it. No, Javi was never going to rightfully answer for it. So, I mean, I don't think... Ruth confessing to killing the drug cartel was going to help anybody in that situation to to confessing to killing Javi. (laughs) No, and I don't know what she could have done, honestly. You know, I'm I'm not saying she should have said something. I'm not saying she should have walked into the sheriff's office Mm -hmm. and been like, you know what? (laughs) You got the wrong person. This cartel guy killed my cousin Mm -hmm. and well, I killed the cartel guy. So it's all good. It's all good. We're square. <laughs> you know. 
Right. Not only would she go to prison, but the cartel would probably kill Absolutely. her in prison. Absolutely. Because right. the cartel is assuming that, you know, Navarro killed his nephew. And right. that must be the story. Right. I didn't really have any expectations of her, but I was just wondering, well, how are you going to set with this? I feel like Ruth does have an interesting an arc. And, you know, I think she wants to do better. Seeing that gleam that she gets knowing that her her record's going to be expunged and have this clean slate but then to okay well now I'm going to let this guy take the rap for for why it's murder you know now now she has to deal with that she has to live with that mm-hmm. but i like again i don't know what she could have done like like you said maybe she could you know she's she's got money now she could you know instead of mm-hmm. cuz he's probably going to have a public defender and there are great public defenders out there so i don't want to knock that at all because everyone deserves representation but but we know that they're overworked and sometimes you don't always get the best representation so having a high-powered lawyer certainly means something right and you just don't get you don't get the attention not to bring up johnny depp and amber heard (laughs) but look how long that lawsuit has gone on yeah I was a juror on a Baltimore City murder trial, and it lasted two days. (laughs) Oh, wow. And that was a public defender. So I'm just saying, you know, money does matter. Like, let's not pretend it doesn't. Oh, no, it matters big time. That's It's something I don't think it's super spoilery to really talk about from Better Call Saul, but it's definitely something that comes up in Better Call Saul where there's, because it's a show about lawyers, or not just about lawyers, that makes it sound, that's an extreme oversimplification for anyone who's not seen it. Let me just tell you. It's it's like LA law. It's what they do. Let me just say it's what they do as their professions. It's not all about that. But anyway, you know, there's a lot of legal things happening in this show. And there's a lot of conversation about folks who cannot afford uh, because they don't have the money and they have to rely on public defenders, which again is not a terrible thing because everyone is entitled to representation. And when you don't have the money, then it's there. But there is a huge difference Mm -hmm. between having the money to pay for lawyers that can really put in the resources available and, And and, and, and the time. Big difference there. So I think if, if that's how she wanted to make herself feel a little bit better about it, she could hire the best lawyer in the region and and, and get that guy yeah. some good representation to kind of dumb those charges down or do whatever. But she might just lay low and let things she, go the way they go. She might. Mm-hmm. She might. But that would be something I think that if, if she's going to – because clearly I don't know a better solution. I'm just mm-hmm. – Oh, gosh, Ruth, now that's something you're going to have to live with, Mm -hmm. knowing that you're walking away from that and going to let that happen. But again, I'm not smart enough to have a better solution. What is your next point? Because Ruth was mine, too, but it was mostly that piece. I just have a few small things. Okay. The whole Wendy balking at not being a part of the rigged um, voting machines, I Uh thought that was a little... Unlikely. I would just think that everything Wendy and Marty have done, it seemed unlikely they would draw that line at rigged voting machines. Why would they care? Like, I know why we care. But these are people that have been responsible for people's deaths. And I just don't find it likely that that would be the line in the sand that Wendy would draw. Yeah, (laughs) I, I was thinking about that, too. It was interesting to think like you have been fun, like you said, okay with 
people dying. Totally fine with, you know, Marty and his actions in Mexico, which again, I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't, I didn't see another way out for Marty at all, but she didn't seem to grasp or feel the weight that he did. Like he was feeling some extreme guilt and had a lot of emotions around uh, the torture and killing of Arturo, knowing, you know, that he really wasn't the one that tried to assassinate Navarro. He was murdered for it, knowing he, he probably would have died anyway, but knowing that it, it was on uh, Marty's hands. Mm-hmm. To see that that's where she draws the line was a little hard to believe, but I mean, not that what they're doing is okay. Not that the decisions that Wendy makes are good and that I rationalize them or justify them. But when you're talking rigging elections and swaying in the favor for Schaefer or whomever, I don't know. That's, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's despicable. Yeah. But I just find it hard to believe that the birds would draw that it line. is interesting I mean, that this is the line yeah. that they draw like <laughs> yeah. murder is yeah. okay yeah and, no i i but oh yeah no I election fraud. Of voter fraud no yeah but it's, it is interesting that that is where they they yeah. they draw the line but i can almost see it just because of you know wendy knows the impact she's very familiar uh, of the political world and and how that works and what it can cause to put the wrong people in power because that affects a, mm-hmm. a great number of people. Maybe that's how she's looking at it. I'm not sure. But it is interesting where they decide to draw the line. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your next one? My next one. Well, I, that's kind of ties into it a little bit more of, and again, kind of a short, short point or, or maybe note. I don't know. But Navarro. So Camilla is still inserting herself. Can't get away from her. I'm curious, and I've tried to think this out, and I don't know if I've come to a a conclusion or have it make sense, but I find it curious that Wendy and Marty decide when they go to Schaefer, and Schaefer's like, yeah, you know, I can only do one favor for you. Mm -hmm. I'm not giving you two. You know, you got to pony up and you got to do the selection fraud thing for me if you want me to do this other thing, if you want me to do these two mm-hmm. favors for you. And then they're like, no way, no way, no way. But they they decide, which honestly kind of surprised me, that they decided to get Mel reinstated on the police force in order to prevent him from uh, testifying because he's, he's going to be the one, right, that in, in court. If he goes up mm-hmm. on the stand, I mean, that's totally going to put the nail in the coffin for them and also could get them in some really big trouble, I think, and open up maybe a case on Ben's disappearance because it implicates, I think, Wendy in a really, really bad way. So they're, mm-hmm. of course, fighting for their kids, decide to do what they need to do to get Mel reinstated. And that's the favor that they choose instead of getting Navarro off of that list. And I'm like... I get it. I understand why they chose that first, because that hearing was in like, what, two or three days. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we got to work fast. We got to do something to prevent Mel from testifying, because that means it's our kids. Wendy thinks she can finagle something in the short term for Navarro to pacify him. Oh, it's OK. It's OK. It's OK. We'll get Camilla on our side. And she thinks it's going to be fine. And of course, does not go that way. But I'm like, you decide to 
take the offer to get Mel reinstated versus keeping the cartel boss satisfied? That seemed like a very terrible decision. I don't know. I felt like, I don't know, could you bribe a cab driver to not take Mel to the courthouse to, I don't know, could you flatten his tires <laughs> or something? Um, kill him. <laughs> I, I honestly thought, I was like, they're just going to kill him. They're just going to kill him. I was worried about it up until now. Well, I mean, I thought about that. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to kill Mel. Like, this, like you know, you've had your last meal, dude. Um, but then I thought, well, that would be really, really suspicious if all of a sudden he came up, dis- which he kind of disappeared, but he's not dead. Like, he could technically, he did show up and he checked out of the motel and, you know, um, he didn't just drop off the face of the earth. But I think if he truly had disappeared and they had killed him right before that hearing, that would definitely put Marty and uh, Wendy in an even worse position. I was just curious, like, why did they decide to do that? I thought there were probably a number of creative ways to prevent Mel from showing up to testify. Then they should have, in my opinion, they should have done what Navarro wanted, and that was to get him off of that SDN list. So I don't know. I th- I just, I don't know. And again, not, not great and choices. Work. And it didn't work. <laughs> I know. All that. And... It didn't work. I mean, I guess it took the heat off of them as far as Ben, but it didn't get them their kids. Right. Yeah, they went. They did all of that for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like they, they had these two huge things, two huge decisions, uh, getting Mel to not testify or doing what they needed to do to get Omar off the list and get him out of prison. Mm-hmm. They pissed off Navarro. He's pissed. Um, saying, like, I went out in days. Uh, Camille is right there. She's a threat. And they've done missed their opportunity to even tell Navarro that Camille was the one mm-hmm. that was in on his assassination attempt. Like, that boat has sailed. Right. Mm-hmm. Wh- because if, if they I can't even imagine how Navarro would react if 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 they tell if they told him now. So that ship has sailed. Well, let me ask you a question about that. Mm hmm. Do you think Omar knows that Camilla is setting him up? I've thought about that, too. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Navarro's not stupid. I sort of have this feeling that he knows. Okay. Why do you think Why do you think that? Have you seen or heard something? Because he's really smart. Oh, he is very smart. That's why, what I'm thinking. He's always been playing the long game. He's not stupid about his people. Like, even when he talked about Arturo... He said, you know, I didn't think he had that in him about being a traitor. He may have known that some of his guys were skimming, but... Skimming a little money, yeah. And so I think he probably isn't stupid about Camilla. And I thought maybe he might know. I think he either knows and there's going to be a reveal there, or I think he's going to end up dead. (laughs) One or the other. (laughs) Yeah, and it could be. I, I know I wondered that too. I was like, oh, come on, Navarro, don't you? And, and not this episode, I think a previous episode where I'm like, come on, man, don't you have any suspicions around your sister at all? Or because I mean, he didn't think twice about Javi really, you know, wanting wanting him right. gone. Why not think that about your sister too? And you're sitting next to your sister and you're assuming that she thinks you killed her son. He's not a stupid guy. I think he has to at least be a little suspicious of her. There's probably going to be a twist around that because I've questioned the same thing. I've thought it in the back of my head. I haven't wanted to say anything because I'm like, I don't know, maybe. And yeah. and I think I'd be disappointed if he doesn't know yeah, me because too. I do consider him to be so damn smart yeah. and, and thinking 
like he knows his family inside and out. So I think he would know if, if Camilla would have it in her or not. And I yeah. would be highly disappointed if he didn't know. Like if they're dumbing him down enough to like, oh, no, he doesn't suspect his sister mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. So maybe there's going to be a really big twist and reveal there. Yeah, um, maybe. And especially because Marty and Wendy didn't themselves, after knowing the information, tell him. Unless they tried to play dumb, like, well, we didn't know. We thought it was Arturo, you know? <laughs> right. Um, tried to play it off that way. So I don't know. I don't know. But they, they've gotten themselves in a hell of a jam. They, they, they wasted that one favor on a plan that did not work because Jonah and Charlotte went with their grandfather anyway, did not help them at all. Um, and now they're having to be involved in an election fraud scam in order to go ahead and move forward with getting Navarro, get that plan moving forward and take that favor. I really related, though, to, to Wendy in that moment when they were outside the prison. She was getting in the car. She's just like at, at her wits end and just screams. Fuck! Yes. <laughs> I feel like that every day after work. I was going to say, <laughs> huh, that looks familiar. <laughs> like, <laughs> We'd probably feel better getting it out of our system. Yeah. Yeah, I think I used to do that at my old job. I, now that I, I work from home now, so I, I'm doing it more uh, at home than I am outside my car. But yes, yes, very relatable moment mm-hmm. uh, right there. And she's so. like, we need a couple months. And he's like, no, days. You have days. You have four days. <laughs> I mean, I just don't see how you can keep, you know, thinking that you're going to keep putting him off. Right. It's Navarro for crying out loud. Dude is not a patient man. Well, and he's learned how to push their buttons. The more pressure yeah. he ramps up, the more they perform. And that's what they keep doing. He keeps mm-hmm. telling them they have to do something and they keep doing it. Yeah. A lot of, I feel like, lines being crossed. A theme oh, yeah. of lines being crossed in this episode. Yeah, I wrote the pressure is ramped up on all sides, fixing Mel to get reinstated to the police, rigged voting machines, getting Omar off the SDN list and Nathan trying to steal their kids all at the same time. They're trying to navigate all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other points or notes? Well, I am very concerned about Mel and Maya's future children. Yeah, I think that they are in jeopardy. Um, Maya basically gives Mel an ultimatum that if he takes the bird's bribe, he has no future with her. In her own way, I kind of thought Maya was using him. Hmm. But I did think she seemed pretty sincere and emotional about it. I mean, we don't, we haven't really seen the level of their relationship, but she seemed tearful and emotional about losing him. But very clear that we don't have a relationship if you take this bribe. Yeah. And she calls Marty to berate him. And I, I was like, it was a little unclear to me what the goal there was. Was she trying to change his mind? Was she just trying to tell him what she thought of him? It wasn't clear what she wanted to get out of that. And although I think Maya is one of the few people that could make Marty have pains of conscience, I don't think anything can make him change his course of action. Well, and I was a little mad at her in that moment because I'm like, you know what? He came to you begging for help and she just kind of laughed at, laughed at him and was like, mm-hmm. no, get the hell out of my office. What did you think he was going to do from that? Yeah. Right. 
So, I mean, I was I was a little little pissed at her uh, mm-hmm. in, in that moment. I'm like, you know, getting really righteous there, you know, with, with Marty. Yeah. I wonder if we're going to see much of her here on out. I don't know. I've liked her character. It wasn't real clear because Mel and Maya really only had a few little snippets. So it wasn't really clear mm-hmm. of what was happening there. I wonder if we'll see Mel again. I don't know. Maybe that's done. Maybe. Because we only have two episodes left. So Yeah. Yeah. I did think it was funny. Mel describes the birds on a scale of one to ten, with ten being pure <laughs> evil. That he gave them a nine point five. Yes, I was like, oh, well, that that. I think he said a nine, nine point five. You know, it checks out. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of funny, and and. I certainly thought there was more to Mel, but it seems like there's not. And he is what he appears to be. He was, I guess, a cop that lost his badge and was looking to get it back again somehow. He became a PI because that's what he knew. Yeah. But really, he wanted to be a police officer again. Yeah. And it seems like he said he was a good police officer and took pride in that and obviously got caught up in drugs so I guess we'll give Mel the benefit of the doubt and yeah. assume that he was all on the up and up. Yeah. Well, even the, and I can't remember his title, but the the cop that Marty and Wendy met with, you know, he's like, well, he was a good cop until he stole Coke. And then he goes, but <laughs> he stole Coke, you know, like, you know. Right. So, I mean, it sounds like, you know, which is not an excuse and, you know, or anything like that. You know, obviously a good reason to get kicked off off the force, but it sounds like, yeah, he had, you know, and we don't know the whole story of what happened. That's all that we have. We don't know if he was an addict. And I mean, I guess if you're stealing coke from the evidence room, that's probably, you know, maybe you've gotten into the stuff and you were desperate and you went and got into it. Or maybe you went and got in it and maybe you were selling it, which, again, you're still a part of the problem. But either way, yeah, it sounds like he had a good record until he made that big mistake was caught and then fired so yeah hopefully he's i I guess wanting to redeem himself there yep all right what else i only want to say one other thing about mel because we were talking about you know like the theme of the lines that are crossed we talk about ruth and the line that she crossed as far as letting this innocent man go go to jail and again i don't know what another option was going to be but again you know she she knows information and she has to live with that so she's crossed the line Um, marty and wendy are crossing the line um getting mel's job back like did he really deserve to get the job back maybe maybe not but then also crossing the line going as far as election fraud (laughs) to to get navarro i'm just oh with today's world and just thinking about that just Mm -hmm. turns turns my stomach and so you know they're crossing a line but then mel did too mel did by accepting that deal yep he believed in what he was doing as far as showing up for this court hearing to break up a family he deserved he he seemed like he wholeheartedly felt this family deserved to be broken up because of everything that he has learned about marty and wendy Mm mm-hmm but then, and and like you said, he even called up a sponsor and said, yep, nine to nine to five on a 10 point scale of evil, <laughs> but yet takes that deal and goes back to Chicago and does not testify, which wasn't needed, but. Right. Even though he knows what's behind that deal. Right. That deal has been rigged and bribed and everything else and money 
even though he knows that. I mean, and that's and then that's he how took it. good people go down that path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while he might think, well, I can go back to being a cop, and I know Marty was pushing, like, you know, you can go back and help people and do what you're good at, and you can make a real difference. And of course, Mel knows it's all, or that Marty's full of shit, you know, and just trying to, you know, placate him. But it's like, well, can you really say that you're such a great person if you're willing to take that deal, that that's the one thing that you know that you want and they're dangling in front of you and you can't say no, I can't accept that based on one, who's presenting it to you and two, what it what it comes with, knowing knowing how that deal was um, achieved. Right. Add Mel to that list of Mm -hmm. lines being crossed. I believe we've already talked about all of my other notes. So that's it for me. The only other thing I had is that Ruth and Jonah share a really sweet scene where she gives him Ben's ashes yeah, and shares with him about her record being expunged. And I thought that was really sweet. I liked their relationship. Yeah, that was nice. I do want I worry a little bit, though, about Ben's ashes sitting up there on the counter. Doesn't that <laughs> seem a little risky? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't well, know. Well, it's funny. There's so much talk about where Ben is throughout every episode in this entire season and he's right there yeah right there (laughs) you know his dna is right there i know and i don't know (laughs) look i've watched and listened to i don't know how much true crime over it's like since i was like eight nine years old starting with dateline back in the day but i don't know if there is any worthwhile dna testing on uh cremated i mean i don't think so because it seems like i don't i mean I don't think so, because I feel like when they talk about, well, we can't exhume a body because they were cremated. So even if someone has um, someone's cremains, they're not able to do any testing from that, even if there were fragments, I think, because I think the the sheer heat. Mm-hmm. But yet you would can destroy do, that. Like they get DNA off of like the tiniest things, though. So I, they do. Maybe it's the burn, though, the fire. I think it's. I think it yeah. might be the heat that might. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I could. We're going dark. Into, we're going very dark. <laughs> this is a dark damn show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was a little bit like, are you just really going to leave Ben sitting there? I mean, maybe no one mm-hmm. knows and would suspect or anything. And maybe there can't be any type of testing to be able to identify right. um, his remains. But it just seems, I don't know. Uh, maybe they're just trying to keep him a part of the show. Mm-hmm. I didn't have him in my notes, but it just reminded me when you were talking about that, we didn't talk about Sam and his his oh, yeah. baptism and his journey, if you will. Was he going with them? I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't know either. I don't know where they're going with Sam. Poor <laughs> Sam. I mean, I, I want to be happy for him. It seems like he was at peace. But man, I felt there for just a moment that there was a little something. Is it Annalise, Nathan's girlfriend? Yes. yes. Like, I, I, I was agree. like, he's going to lay one on her when they were in the pool. I swear uh-huh. for just a moment, they focused the camera on her chest. Yep. And I was like, are we doing that right now? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know yep. what all of that was about. I don't know no, if me they're. Neither. Is there going to be like a spinoff or something with Sam? (laughs) I don't know what that was all about. I mean, I'm happy if he's finding peace. I feel like Sam is the one like maybe pure if 
can we say Sam is pure? I'm trying to think of all that he's done. He's done a few questionable things um, here and there, but I think he wants to do good. And if this, if he finds some peace and this moves him forward in his yeah. life, then go Sam. You got to wonder where he would have been had the birds not gotten involved in his life. That oh man, they're like bad pennies, yeah. bad pennies. Yeah. Because he, when he's talking about his life to Annalise and all the things that have happened, it's all like, yeah, that was them. That was the birds. Yep, that was oh, them. Yeah, they did <laughs> that. Yep, they had a part in that too. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's it. That's it. I think that's that's a good good wrap on, on that episode so far. We got one listener response this week from Lindsay Schlicht. Yay, Lindsay. Lindsay, thank you. You've been so loyal. She's so, so freaking loyal. Yes. I love her insight on everything, too. Um, You want to go ahead and read that? Sure. So Lindsay says, this intro is so hilarious, but also really shows how messed up things have gotten. Jonah and Charlotte look like the boring old people while picking up their delinquent kids, Marty and Wendy, in jail. (laughs) Funny, but also really sad when you consider what those kids are dealing with. I know we're supposed to hate Wendy, and I'm definitely not a fan, but this episode was really sad for her character. Repeating the horrible line her father dished on her to Marty about being hard to love shows just how deeply his abuse has tormented her into adulthood. That final scene on her knees begging her dad not to take her kids was probably the hardest scene in the entire series for me. She's crazy, but also a badass bitch, and seeing her so demoralized in this way was awful, even if you hate her. Maybe the kids do need a safer place to live, but I don't believe Wendy's dad is safer at all. Makes me really nervous that Ruth uh, is having so many good things come to her. Seems inevitable she's heading for a huge fall. I agree. I miscounted in my head and thought we had four episodes left, but there's only two. Now I'm even more tense. Me too. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a good wrap. Thank you, Lindsay, for your feedback. Thank you, everyone, for for your feedback. We've only got two more episodes. We're kind of doubling down this week, so you probably won't hear this before we get to the next episode. (laughs) If you can get your feedback into us, we'd greatly appreciate it. Even if it's on a previous episode, we'll still, um, still read it if you're not able to get it in on time. But until then, we are excited for you to follow us to the Ozarks. But until then, you can follow us on Twitter at strange tea cast you can like us on facebook at facebook.com slash stranger cast you can email us at stranger things cast pod at gmail.com and you can also find us on the tv time app you can find strange indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com and please leave a, a review for strange indeed at apple podcasts We would love to get a great review. Let us know um, how we're doing. I hope we're doing well, according to you. We have Stranger Things coming up, which I am super psyched for. (sighs) I haven't even seen a trailer or anything. That's. I think I saw months ago when they released their first teaser. You know, they do like the quick little teasers. I saw a teaser. I have not. But I refuse to watch any mm-hmm. trailers. But I have been rewatching the series as a whole. I'm about to wrap up season three uh, with Oh, Oh, Billy. Um, <laughs> oh, Billy. Yep. So it's, it's, God, it's been so great to revisit. It's been three years, two and a half, three years. I'm trying to think. It since, feels since like a long season time. Season three, it was so forever ago. I mean, um, mm-hmm. Sean and I recorded 
on, on that. And that, oh wow, yeah, that yeah, that, that was tells you how long ago, ago that yeah. was. So yeah, anyway, it's mm-hmm. been great to revisit the series. That comes back this week uh, on Friday. Sad. There's a lot of great TV happening right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, check out podcastica.com where you can check out all the shows that we've covered on Strange Indeed. You know, we're covering Ozark, obviously, right now. We're going to wrap that up in a couple of episodes. Got Stranger Things coming up. We're going to be, I think, next week recording on the uh, mid-season finale of Better Call Saul that just aired. And then, yeah, Obi-Wan drops this weekend. I know Podcastica is covering that as well. A lot of great I'm excited great for things. that, too. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I'm losing my mind. When are you recording for Stranger Things? It drops on Friday. We are going to go ahead and get an episode out, or we're going to record. Sorry, I I won't promise when the episode will come out. We're going to record on it on Saturday. So I'm hoping to get it out as soon as possible. It's what we try to do with our Netflix shows, you know, to try and get some content out. So we're going to record Saturday, hopefully get it out either that night or the next day is the goal. So get any feedback to them. You want to get that in Friday night? I mean, what else you got to do? I mean, if you're not, I mean, look, <laughs> my daughter and I have been planning our whole week around not just the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trials um, <laughs> or trial, not trials, plural, sorry, but the, the days of the, you know, uh, ongoing trial. Um, we're, we've, How long is that expected to be? It's over this week. It is. Okay. Yeah. So um, between planning our lives around that and Stranger Things being released this Friday, Obi-Wan being released this Friday, it's a thing. I will definitely put up some posts for Stranger Things. Okay. So yeah, I look forward to hearing everyone's thoughts on that. I'm going to lose my mind. It's I'm so good to be back. Mm-hmm. Anyway, as I've mentioned, we are still covering um, Ozark on this show, so or on uh, Strange Indeed. Next week, we're going to be discussing Ozark Season 4, Episode 13, Mud. I, I can't even fathom. I don't either. What don't the know. hell that title might uh, refer to. I don't know. Probably nothing good. We're going to find out here in like, a, in like five minutes. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Wendy. And Patrick Corifos is strange indeed. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.